Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Sun is shining today. I am, yes, good. So we are in our series called Stories That Live. Just put your hand up if you've been enjoying this series. Yeah, it's just to give us a bit of a different flavour coming into the summer season. and It's something that we've done for the last three, four years. And I always find that I think you forget how many... You know, you see people and you say hello to people, but you forget the stories behind the person, don't you, sometimes? And this, this um, series really seeks to put a story to the person. So I'm going to introduce Dan and Emma, so let's give them a massive round of applause as they come up. Paul, have you got your mic? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, there we go. There we go. Great. So a lot of you should uh, recognise Dan and Emma. So they, you guys start coming to Ilkeston, what? I, I guess you, Emma, what, that's seven? Nearly ten years, actually. Wow, ten yeah, years, that's ten a long years. time. <laughs> ten years, yeah. yeah. So, but joined Mansfield kind of, what, at the start of the year, was it? Something yeah. like that? Yeah, we just made, we live quite local, and we just made a decision that we believe that there's lots of growth in this church and we want to commit to come in every week yeah. and, and see the growth yeah awesome so guys tell us a little bit about yourselves give us a bit of an overview a bit of a background obviously this is this is dan this is not dan and emma it's dan and emma this way um tell us about your little boys and all that stuff that'd be really good yeah um so me and daniel we've been married for eight years if that was the other way around you would have been in big trouble normally I get that like really right but so did it Uh, yeah we have two boys Uh, we have Jack who's three three and a half nearly four actually and we have Joel who's um, eight months so uh, we're very very proud of those boys I said this the last time we did it but we're just we're always tired <laughs> sorry. sorry, guys. We so if you, if you notice them dozing off, it's it's fine. Just skirt over it. We'll uh, we'll move on. Yeah, but um, so you got two beautiful boys, great family. You live what? Kirk, is it Kirkby? Kirkby, so Kirkby. quite close and local, which is exciting. You, you're both local anyway to the area, aren't you? So yeah, you, we've lived here all our lives. Yeah, which yeah. is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, guys, that's we've got. I mean, Dan and Emma have got a very unique story, which is why we had them up, but. In many ways, it's a story of uh, risk and stepping out and, and jumping out, but also risk in the midst of kind of the monotonous and the normal as well, isn't it, guys, I think? And um, we want to explore a little bit about that today. So, Emma, I think probably best to start with you and, and your story and how you kind of came to, to Arena and all that, that story. Yeah, sure. So um, I don't come from a Christian family, uh, no Christian friends. So I just kind of grew up not knowing Jesus um, but I had a really nice upbringing, it came with its challenges, my mum was a single parent when I was nine she did an awesome job, she was a great mum and a great dad she just kind of brought me up with some really good strong morals and values um, so I've had a really good childhood it did come with its struggles financially my mum worked incredibly hard so me and my brother never went without anything um, she just guided me as much as she could, encouraged me. So I kind of left school at 16. I didn't enjoy school. 
and I just didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to do something. And it sounds a bit cliche, but I wanted to do good, and yeah. I didn't know how to do that. Wow. Um, so I left school, and my mum encouraged me to go to college, and uh, I didn't get very good grades at school at all. I just got C's, very average and below. I can remember failing my maths and thinking, what am I going to do? And uh, I went to college. And the one thing I was good at was dance and drama. So I studied performing arts. That came with its challenges at, at doing A-levels. I tried to do some science. That didn't go down very well at all. Uh, and I just got encouraged to change courses and do something a bit more vocational, a bit more practical, yeah. less of the theory. Uh, and I, I passed quite well. They encouraged me to go to university, so I went on to do a degree in performing arts. Again, I, I just I seemed to do really well. I got encouraged to go into teacher training, and I thought, this can't be possible. On paper, I'm just an average person, but I got encouraged to become a teacher. Wow. I thought um, secondary school teaching was for me. It really, really wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and the, Daniel kind of spoke to me and said, you know what, I think you'd be much better suited to younger children. So the door closed to secondary school. I didn't get on the teacher training course. And I can remember feeling really defeated. But it just wasn't God's plan. Yeah. Back then, looking back, it just wasn't God's plan. But I got on the um, primary teacher training course. And I can remember 76 people applied for the course. And I was one of those 76 people what got on. And I can remember thinking, wow. the odds are against me. But it was the plan to become yeah, a teacher. Right. And applied for my first ever teaching job. 76 people applied for that one job, and I got the job. Amazing. So, you know, praise to God. Yeah, that amazing. I, that was what I was supposed to do. Yeah. So going back to my teacher training, um, I was getting to know some of the girls on the course and was in the canteen and just getting to know each other. And I can remember a girl, very larger-than-life character, just making a bold statement that she was a born-again Christian. I remember thinking, wow, that's a really brave thing to say. I'm not sure I'd be able to, you know, be as honest as that in that big open forum, you know. Yeah. And uh, I didn't think anything of it, but I just thought, what a brave person. Um, and she'd got her own circle of friends around her, and I was getting to know a few other girls. And uh, later on that week, I was in Asda late at night, doing my shopping, putting the groceries in the trolley. And uh, somebody bumped into my trolley and I was like what's going on and it was Claire and uh, Claire is Sean Cumberland's sister for those who know Sean Cumberland in the Ilkeston and it was this, just the start of a really good friendship yeah. we got chatting uh, I realised she lived in Sutton I was living in Kirkby we drove to Derby every day car sharing so two hours a day we was in the car chatting wow. we showered there and back um, I got to know her really well she showed a massive interest in me. I started asking her questions. I was a little yeah. bit curious. I was tapping on the door. <laughs> and uh, she started inviting me to church. And I was interested, but I wasn't that interested. I'm really <laughs> embarrassed to say that. And she would invite me, and I would give her every excuse under the sun <laughs> not to come. And she was like, you really should come. And I can remember one Sunday thinking, what am I going to tell her? I've, I've run out of all excuses. <laughs> I thought, you know what, to keep her quiet, I'm going to go. <laughs> so uh, I turned up, and just no looking back, Josh, really. I just, I really Amazing. enjoyed it. Everybody was so nice and warm and friendly, and I just, I was just enjoying everything I heard. 
And like I'd come and like whatever was preached that morning, I felt like it was just for me and for nobody else. And I felt like Jesus was really talking to me. And I thought, I'm supposed to be here. Wow. You know, so that was the start of my journey at 24. Amazing. So you guys, uh, Dan and Emma are very good friends of mine and Helen, so I know a bit of the story as well. So Dan, at this point, you would have said you were an atheist. Fair to say? Yeah, I wouldn't say that I was completely shut off to... Know, the idea of, of a God yes um, but I didn't know a God yeah I didn't certainly know Jesus that's for sure yeah and um, I, I'm, I'm the same as Emma I've got quite av- average grades <clears throat> and um, I had very little opportunity leaving school um, I think look, like looking back uh, I had a few opportunities it was either join the forces or apply for the police force to get the best career that I could possibly get so I, um, I applied for the police, and uh, at the you know, young age of 18, with no life experience, being a very immature young man, and um, I don't know how it happened, but I sailed right through the process, and uh, I got into Knott's Police, which is, if anyone knows the process of joining the police, it's quite rigorous and lengthy, and um, that happened very easily. Again, at the time, I didn't realise, but God was working behind the scenes yeah. for me, and... Um, I was very. We have a thing uh, about communicating with God and being in tune to the frequency of God, and I couldn't have been further away from it at the time. And I yeah. used to pray for good, for good things to happen in my life, but didn't know who I was praying for. Wow. Uh, who I was praying to? Sorry. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't say that I was completely shut off, but yeah, I was definitely. I definitely leant towards the atheist side of things. And when Emma uh, was going to church at the time, I, I just I couldn't deal with it it was very very difficult to see Emma the Emma that I knew was changing into something very different and I didn't understand what was going on and she used to come back and she'd be bouncing around the walls and <laughs> you know preaching Jesus and showing What's in that the, the Bible in the communion? <laughs> and I was like <laughs> I know. it was like is this some kind of religious court I was like no <laughs> yeah and I at times it, I, I would I would you know I'd be quite negative towards her yeah. and try and bring her down and didn't mean to do that but it was just a natural reaction to the change that was going on and me not not liking it I don't think yeah and it but, made me just pray all the more for Daniel to yes. see what I could see you know I would just I'd never wanted anything more for Daniel to be saved yeah so even though he was being quite negative towards me I just thought I've got to pray into this amazing. you know that it, it can't be like this he's that's got amazing. to see what I see that's amazing and I know that you know there's people in the arena who you know one one part party of the, the relationship comes to church and let that be an encouragement to you that it must it must have been a, a few years I guess of, of you praying and, and stuff before Dan even kind of was it I'd a say little it was bit about three or four years but it felt like an eternity I can imagine you know every night you're saying that prayer over and over again wow. you're really wanting you know your husband the, the person you love to be saved wow. more than anything and it just felt like an eternity, but I never gave up because I knew one day. Yeah. I just knew. I love that. That would, it would happen. Amazing. And when it happened, and I mean, we got married before you got saved, but I knew that if we was to get married in church, our marriage would be blessed and we would get through, Yeah. you know, anything, any obstacle, any challenges. Yes. So that was a big thing for me because looking back at the time, you kind of felt a little bit uneasy about getting married in church and, but you yeah. can you kind of did it for me, didn't you? And we knew that, you know, our marriage would be blessed if yeah. Jesus 
was there, as, a, yes. as opposed to a civil ceremony. That sounds very hypocritical. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I get it. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I definitely get again, it. I didn't go into church and get married being an atheist. Again, I was quite... Yeah, yeah you were I, open. I, I was open. Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, that's, that's what people do, isn't it? People get married in church who, who don't believe in God or whatever, just because that's the, that's the thing. And obviously, you know, yours had a bit of a twist to it, because, I mean, you had, you know, this faith, and Dan, you were kind of becoming more and more open, I guess, but it said to you, like, Dan was closed. Um, so... I think the thing is, Josh, that we, we both grew up wanting to be good people and to make a difference in yes. the world, but we didn't know how to do it. Yeah. And we, we, we met some very tough obstacles, and we met with a lot of you know, um, negativity and, and criticism through life. And, uh, but we found a way, and that, that yeah. way is ultimately through, through Jesus. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, that's amazing. So... Um, you got married, Dan. You're, uh, have you been to church at this point, or I've been a few times, I think. But um, again, I, I was in quite a bad place because I didn't enjoy my time in the police force. And I know there are people here today that have had careers in the police and have had in- encounters with the police, even. But um, it wasn't for me. I was quite a, a non-confrontational person, being thrown into a very confrontational world, and it made me change as a person and I'm sure people that have that experience will, will know that change how you have to build an armour around yourself and change the person you are on an external uh, front but inside you, you could be crumbling having to deal with all of this you know, every day you're fighting with people you're arresting criminals you're dealing with drugs and thieves and prostitutes and burglars and robbers and murderers and rapists and you know, all the time you have to be, you know, objective and not get too involved. And that's a very, very hard thing to do. And I think that really affected me. And um, I don't know how I lasted eight years in the police. I wanted to make a difference. But time and time again, I, um, I would deal with cases and I never got any satisfaction. I could never see that I was making a difference to people. Mm. So inside, I just didn't know why I was doing the job other than for the money. Yeah. And at the time, life was all about making money because we'd grown up with families that had the viewpoint of you know you, you get you get a nine to five job you work hard and you you know you raise a family and that's all that you're going to do through life so again that was ingrained and built within us yeah uh, but again we wanted to make a difference and um i a lot of people might not know but i i'm a singer now um and i actually took a big leap of faith um and i, I prayed into it very much um, and this is before I actually knew Jesus. Again, I was a very lost individual, wasn't in tune to the voice of God. But I, I would pray and pray and pray that I would be able to leave and somehow become a singer, which is like an outrageous notion to have no real experience uh, other than knowing law and, and being a police officer to then leave that and, yeah. and be a singer. But I did. One, one day, Emma said, you know, if you really want to do this, then, then pray into it. And Jesus will, will guide you either way. You'll either close the door or walk you through it. And that's exactly what I did. And that was my first real step towards Jesus. Yeah. Because I was faced with an opportunity and I gave it up to him. Yes. And then I became a singer. <laughs> and I left the police force having, having reached the top pay scale uh, for, my, uh, for my, my grade of, of the profession and uh, left it to earn pittance. For yeah. want of a better word, for a good two years yeah. before things, before doors just kept opening. God was putting me in front of different people, different opportunities, 
And my journey kind of really changed at that point. And then I got baptized um, at Arena in, in Ilkeston. Yeah. And, uh, and for me, again, it wasn't, um, being a very grounded person, I don't know, I didn't feel any great sense of, of the earth shaking when I came out of the water or any, any beams of light shining down on me or any voices from God. But one thing that did happen was I suddenly became in tune yeah. to the frequency of God. All of yeah. a sudden, something, ch- something changed. Weight was lifted from my shoulders. Amazing. And I could connect to God and, yes. and listen and, and read the signs and, and read his voice in, in other ways. And slowly and methodically, he took me into a very amazing world of touring the world as a singer amazing. and helping people in a different way. Yeah. Well, that's press pause on that because we'll come back to that in a second. And Emma, I mean, while Dan mentioned baptism, just tell us a little bit about your experience as well. So when I started coming to Arena Ilkeston, it would have been the October, November, and uh, I was baptised in the February, so just a few months after coming to church. And it was a really, really quick journey. Um, but I just kind of felt like I'd lived my life 24 years the way I wanted to live it. And I'd got by just <laughs> by the skin of my teeth. And I just felt like it was time to give it up to Jesus yeah. and put Jesus at the center of it and just kind of take off, you know, the expression of taking off the old clothes yeah. and, you know, all that. And yeah. I can remember just giving it up to Jesus and thought, I've got nothing to lose. And I just want, I know when he's for me, who can be against? Yeah. And I can remember coming out of the water and it was like a veil had just been lifted wow. off my face and I could see clearly and I, ju- I just knew Amazing. it was the right thing to do. Amazing. So you guys have got baptised. Dan's now a Christian um, as well. You're both Christians. And like Dan said, you take this huge risk um, from leaving the police force. You've got a house to pay for. You know, you two are together. No kids at this point, but this huge risk from going to this, you know, career to really stepping out of that I guess that faced some opposition from family and, and friends and stuff everyone as well. said don't do it you're making a mistake you're going to be in trouble financially you're not, you're not able to pay bills no people think the worst but we gave it up to, to God and we've never failed to yeah. you know tithe or, or or meet a bill payment or a mortgage payment yeah. even, even in the worst times when we've had very little God's provided for us amazing and um We've never had to worry, and that's the amazing thing about stepping into a life where Jesus is in yes. the centre, because you you don't have to worry about anything. You really yeah. don't. Anything yeah. is possible. Anything is possible. Yeah, I love that. So, again, I'll say this, and I'll I'll, I'll brag about these guys all day because of my friends. They probably won't brag about themselves, but I, I, I've messed up a little bit because we've not got the photos. But Dan is now in literally an internationally famous band. Um, travels to America and Canada and across Europe quite frequently, about three, four times a year on four, five, six-week trips. Uh, just been just supported Megadeth. You know the band Megadeth, um, which are a, a huge, huge rock band. And some people in here, you might you might think, oh, what you know, Christian, you know, supporting Megadeth. What what's that all about? Uh, Dan, just tell us. You know, in that world, what you feel that you're bringing to that world? Because I, I, I love this. It is an odd one because, you know, I'm throwing myself, or I'm not throwing myself, I'm being thrown into a world, uh, a very secular world, where there are non-Christians and people that are lost, for want of a better word. 
making mistakes on a daily basis. Uh, typical kind of things you would expect from the rock and metal background. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's hard to be almost alone at times. I'm not alone, obviously, because Jesus is walking right by the side of me every single day. But um, a lot of people say, why are you, you know, why are you associating with those types of people? Well, then I would turn around to those people and say, have you read the Bible? Yeah. Because if you read what happened in the Bible and know Jesus, he yeah. wanted to spend his time with the worst in society. He did. He wouldn't want to spend his time with people that you were safe around. And, you know, like when, when we come to church, we are very safe because we're around kind-hearted and good people. Yeah. But we have a purpose in the world. Yes. And he wants us to be a light in the dark. I love it. Not just him, not just one other person, but all of us. He wants yeah. us to shine and rid the world of darkness. Yeah. To step into the worst scenarios and help people and change people. I love that. And for me now, being in that environment, it's an incredibly rewarding thing. Uh, but there is a lot of responsibility. Uh, and one of the things that gets me through is being accountable to my Christian friends mm. and being accountable to Jesus. Yeah. And uh, that really gets me through. Yeah. And there are th- I do have some quite... Um, incredible stories of of um, you know speaking to people who are in very very dark places that have had epiphanies just by listening to maybe the words that I'm using, the words that I'm singing and the music that, that, that they're hearing and they're connecting to something and you know it's a very sensitive issue but suicide is, is, is on the rise and it's, it's in, the, in the front of you know, it's in public face at the minute because there are a lot of people taking their own lives, celebrities. And um, I, I've got messages, and I'm not joking when I say I have multiple messages from people who have been... One particular guy that springs to mind, he messaged me saying, Daniel, I was driving down the highway in America and I was about to take my own life in my car. And your music came on and I heard something, a lyric that you were saying... And it stopped me. Wow. And I, and I found Jesus in that moment. Amazing. And that, for me, is one of the most incredible Amazing. things. And for me, that's a sign that I'm in the right place. It's yes. a sign that I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. And every day, I get up and I just say to Jesus, do with me what you will. Yeah. You know, but whatever you do, make sure that you're with me. Side, left and right, front and back lay the footsteps and I'll walk them yeah. keep a door open and I'll walk through it close it and I'll turn away yeah. but whatever I do use me to make a difference and amazing. that for me is, is my life at the minute so. amazing and, and what I mean Dan's not in a Christian rock band it's a it, what I mean what genre is it mate it's, it, it's progressive metal or yeah. progressive rock so it's not like a, it's not like he's singing Christian lyrics Dan writes his lyrics so they're actually they are Christian because they're from Dan but it's not like you know, every line's got Jesus in it and that kind of thing. But what I love is that because it's Dan and because it's a follower of Jesus singing it, God's speaking to people through his music. And Dan does something I love before he goes on stage and he, he prays and he commits what he's about to do to God. And I've seen him perform at Rock City in Nottingham. And it, it's such a... As a Christian, I know, I know what it is. It's the Holy Spirit. When it, I mean, Andy's, Andy's been as well with us and you can feel the Holy Spirit as Dan's performing. And Dan will do things like he'll lift his hands like this. And we know what that is. It's, it's worshipping God. But the crowd don't. And they'll co- copy you, won't they, Dan? 
Yeah, I mean, if you've ever been to a rock show, you'll see that people, you know, do their own thing. They jump around, they hit each other. It's a very <laughs> strange thing to see. But, um, <laughs> they really do hit each other and kick each other. But they also hold, you know, the horns up in the air, and it's a very kind of, you know, it, people don't really understand what they're doing when they do that and where it comes from. Um, and that's just a sign that people are lost. You know, they, they don't, they just want something to connect to. They want help. Yeah, you know, um, they're not thinking for themselves. Yeah. You know, uh, but now, yeah, before, before I go on stage, I'll do something. I'll, I'll just I'll pray, you know, very very simply, very openly, very directly to God, which is the way that we should pray, simple and direct. And I say, you know, before I go on stage, Jesus, um, just allow the Holy Spirit to sweep across every heart in the yeah. room and to find you, to connect to you, to be a light in the dark. And um, people now throw their hands up and they're worshipping but yeah. they don't know it and that's a sign that you know people are drawing closer to God for me and another thing is you know it's another story in the Bible where Jesus is looking out in front of a crowd of people and he cries and he sends out his disciples to harvest to harvest the lost people and he says to them you know be as shrewd as a snake and you know, as courteous as a lamb, and uh, I think that's a very, it's a very good approach to have in today's society. Because the moment you raise the word religion, or Jesus, or Christianity, a wall is immediately up with people. They don't want to know; they'll turn yeah. away. They feel like you're pushing your faith. And we do have a responsibility to share, to share Jesus with, with people yeah. in the world. We have to do it sometimes, and in certain environments, in the right way. Yeah. To not, you know, sometimes you don't have to speak at all. Sometimes it can just be an action, an act of kindness, an, an act of showing respect to somebody, doing something yeah. good. And that is another way of communicating Jesus to people. Exactly. And suddenly, you know, we've all experienced it, where people are curious, they want to know what's going on in your life that makes, that makes things so good for you at the minute. You know, why, why are you so blessed? Yeah. People don't know what that means, but... You know, that's what ultimately what, what they're asking. Yeah. What have you got that I haven't? Yeah. And it's Jesus. Yeah, amazing. Very simple. See, we, we're called as Christians, Jesus said, be salt and light. And uh, it's quite hard to be light when the, the place is already light. So what's Jesus saying? He's saying, go into dark places and be salt and be light. And we're called to go into your workplace, to go into wherever God's put you now. We are called to go in and make a difference. What people called Jesus a glutton and a drunkard. Why? Because he was hanging around with tax collectors. He was hanging around at the parties. He was hanging around with, with sinners. And don't forget that you and me were sinners as well. Okay? And, and, and that's what we're called to do. And I love that about not just Dan, but Emma as well. Wherever they are, they feel called of God to, um, to just take him wherever they go. Emma, I mean, I think you're just an amazing, you're an amazing bringer as well. Like just because you know, you've got amazing personality, and people are drawn to you as well. What do you, I, I mean? What's a, what do you think is key to you kind of sharing your faith with people, or just being a Christian in the world today? You know, as a teacher, as a mom. I just don't overthink it, Josh. To be honest, I just try and be a good person. I try and encourage people. I try and positive. I love that. If somebody's sad, I try and give them a smile. I just I try and be that light. I love you that. know in and I just 
Emma's Try. nickname is Smiley Emma. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> to, to, to people that sometimes don't even know her. She's, we used know. to call Emma Smiley Emma before we even yeah. knew her as well, like before we were close friends. And that's the light yes. shining through Emma, you know. And she's, again, she's very modest, but I have to chip in because she doesn't realise half the time the difference she makes to the children that she teaches. And, you know, when children come to school, they often see her as such a role model. They're yeah. so happy to see her, and I've seen it. Yeah. And, you know, not all children come from happy backgrounds That's and have true. happy families. You know, a lot of children go through a lot of tough things. And Emma is often there, you know, to help. And she can see signs. And, you know, it's not all happy-clappy at school. You know, Emma has to be very careful and look out for children's issues. And, yeah. and she makes a huge difference. Yes. Like, when she walks into a classroom, they're just around her feet. They flock Amazing. towards her. And it's a beautiful thing to see. Amazing. Guys, tell us how you deal with... So, I, I don't know if I've... I've not contextualised it great, but Dan literally is playing... When he's away on tour, whenever he's touring, he's, he's playing to thousands of people. I mean, biggest gig must be, what, 20, 30,000 people, maybe more? Possibly more than that, yeah. So, you know, playing at big festivals that we'd all know, playing with big bands that we, we all know, you know, Megadeth Paul was huge, wasn't it, mate? Um, but, but So Dan's away, and it, it seems like it's glamorous and all this stuff, but you've got to remember that, you know, Dan's got... Two little little boys at home, a wife at home. Dan's away. Emma, how do you deal with that? And Dan, how do you you deal with it? I guess that's probably a good thing to talk about. I mean, it, it can be tough being a parent. Full stop. <laughs> it comes with its challenges. It can be tough, and uh, solo parenting as well. It, it can be uh, really difficult at times. Um, but again, I just I have to go to the Bible. I need to pray and just tune in to God. Yeah. And there's been times when I haven't done that and I've really, really struggled. Um, and I think I've had to experience those times of struggle Yeah. to kind of get through that. Yeah, and yeah I get it. You, do you know what I mean? So yeah. not everything's... Sometimes I feel like we sit here and, and we praise Jesus and we thank him for all the amazing things that happen in our life. But sometimes there are struggles. Yes. And I think we do have to have those seasons. Yeah. And I think we do have to experience hardships because you, you push through it, you know, by God's yeah. help and grace. Yeah. I mean, I go to the Bible and there's scriptures in there which just really encourage me, you know, to give me sh- strength and yeah. renew my strength. Um, and there's times when the, you just get into, like, the monoton- monotonous routine of life sure. and I put the boys to bed and I'm exhausted <laughs> and I get my pajamas on and I flop on the sofa <laughs> I get the control I put Netflix on for an hour and yeah. I've not gone to my bible yeah. and uh, there's a funny story actually uh, <laughs> the last tour I, uh, I put the boys to bed and I said I'm in my pajamas I'm on the sofa I went to get the control put Netflix on it wouldn't work <laughs> I was like <laughs> what's happening? I need an hour of Netflix. So I was like checking the cables, make sure the electricity was working, is the internet on. And I thought, you know what? I need to forget about Netflix. I need to open up my Bible. Yeah. So I did. And uh, I just spent that 15 minutes, you know, five minutes praying, reflecting, reading the Bible. Netflix worked. The next night I did the same thing again. Netflix wouldn't work. (laughs) I was like, what's going on? (laughs) Okay, Jesus, tell me something now. Get your Bible. Got my Bible. Did my 15 minutes and... uh, yeah, Netflix worked after that. That's funny. <laughs> Amazing. We're not superstitious people, obviously. But. No, but I, I think Jesus uses some of that stuff Je- at times Jesus as well. Jesus was telling me, Josh, you know, yes, you've had a hard day, it's been tough, but yeah. you need to reconnect with me and just put Netflix to one side. Yeah, I think that's where we get it wrong sometimes, don't we? Like, we see Jesus, like, you know, he's just been absolutely crazy preaching, doing all this stuff, and 
it says he, he withdrew to lonely places to spend time with his father and that's such a, a bucket filler isn't it but I think sometimes we like to, to go to some other things for whatever reason and it's so important um, what we didn't say is and what I didn't pick out but these guys have lived a life of amazing risk with Jesus putting Jesus first and amazing risk and it might seem glamorous now with Dan doing what he's doing and the guys doing what they're doing being a part of what they're a part of you know Dan's got hundreds of thousands of followers millions of likes on his YouTube videos and all that kind of stuff um, but when Dan came from the police force you were working what three jobs were you at the time Four. as well as singing? yeah I was working in a clothes shop working at a bar delivery driving teaching people to sing on the side I was in a covers band that played people's weddings <laughs> I was doing everything I could to, to get by so yeah it wasn't easy no. it, wasn't, it wasn't easy at all very hard and, it's, and it still is hard you know you think the perception of someone that's successful varies from person to person but you know to say that I've got hundreds and thousands of followers followers isn't a lie but that doesn't mean that I'm a millionaire and I drive around in a Ferrari <laughs> you know it's, it's actually we, we, we get by you know it's, that's the truth of it yeah. but again um, I think the thing that gets us through is knowing that we're making a difference yeah and that's success for you, because I, I, again, I know you. I know you two really well. Um, success for you guys is making a difference. It's so true. It's not just something that they say to you today, you know, just because it sounds good. And that's something we've learned through coming to church and you know, socialising and listening to to the word that, that's being spoken. And it's sometimes not not. It doesn't happen like that for people. For people, it can be a gradual process. You have to grow in Christ. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're, everyone's still growing in Christ. No one's perfect. No. Not, not at all. We all we all let ourselves down at times. So, you know, I think the lesson is, is just to keep drawing closer to Jesus. Yeah. And I think one of the, the hardest lessons that I've, I've learned is that when you are going through a hard time, to, to not neglect God. Yeah. You know, you draw closer to him. Yes. Through every hardship that you go through in life, you should never turn your back on God. No, it's great. Draw closer to him. It's great. And I, and I think today you guys are stronger because of, you know, what you've been through. And I, I think that's true for me and Helen. I'm sure it's true for, for people here. Because you've drawn to God and because you've gone closer to God, you're stronger because of that. And, guys, God's called us to take a risk. God's not called you to, to sit in front of Netflix. And, you know, there's time for that. I love Netflix and I love all that stuff. But God's called us to a big life. God's called us to be sort of light, i.e. to make a difference in the world. And... Um, Risk is scary. Risk is exciting. But risk's hard work as well. And, you know, if Dan wouldn't have put the, put the hours in and Emma wouldn't have put the hours in when, you know, you were right at the start of it, then you probably wouldn't be sat here today. And um, I think that's a message for us. You know, we've spoken about aspiration over the last few weeks. And God wants us to believe for bigger. You know, Dan's believing for his career. Emma's believing for, for the career and the family for more and for bigger things and you know what that God wants us to do that he wants us to give us more than we can ask think or imagine Ephesians 3.20 and um, I love this story because it's it's a it's an ordinary story but it's also an extraordinary story of how God taken two people who are willing to not be perfect but to take a risk with him going forward and now God doing something amazing with you both guys is there anything that you just say to people just as we finish um you know about I don't know what do you want to leave with it what do you want to leave with some some people here is there anything you do want to 
I just think sometimes there are a lot of people that um, are maybe on the edge and teeter on the edge of taking a risk. And rightly so, you have to you know, think about your options and, yeah. and be very careful. But again, give it up to Jesus. Yeah. Whatever circumstance you're in, whether it's a family issue, whether it's a work issue, whether it's some, some aspect of your life that you want to change and you're thinking about it, and you've been thinking about it for months, pray into it. Yeah. Give it up to Jesus. If he, you know, he will take care of you. He will walk you through it. And if you are going to jump off the edge, he'll be there with you. And you, can, you can experience it with him. And that's amazing. an amazing yeah. it's an amazing thing. You know, you've always got a friend. You've always got someone to... You know, one of my songs is... I remember the lyrics, but basically... Let me try of it. You exist and you're a friend of mine. You're alive. It's not the end of the line. Yeah. That is the chorus to the song. And I wow. think I, I try and live by that, knowing that he is a friend and he'll get us through every circumstance. Amazing. I mean, it just, it just reminds me, you know, like I said, Dan's lyrics are not filled with Jesus this and Jesus that, but they are filled with Christian principles. I love, one of the songs I really remember is actually from In Colour, but um, uh, the idea is what's done is done. What, what's the lyric? What's the lyric there? Can you remember it? Because I'm struggling. What's done is done. Yeah. I, it was a, a, a very old song. Um, but I think, I think what, what you're trying to say and, and what you're trying to touch on as well is that, you know, be, be bold in your life choices. You know, it's not, bold is not for everybody, you know, we, we, but we are called to make a difference, even in the smallest possible way. It's like the butterfly effect, you know, the smallest little change can affect a wave of change yeah. for, for a bigger, greater good. So it's just keeping yourself and, you know, finding tune to God. And, you know, we don't want to be nihilistic at all but you know we live like a flash in the pan our lives are so brief why waste it why yeah. why sit in front of the telly and waste your life go out there and make a difference yeah it's good do it for Jesus love it love it shall we finish there guys let's give them a round of applause if they take the seats wasn't that amazing that was amazing. Like I said, I, I think things I learned from Dan Demers' story is take a risk, step out, and do it with God with you. You know, like I said, God is calling us to more. And um, something I love about God is Romans 5 verse 8, if you could just flick it up, Morgan, says this, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And this is what I love about God, and I think this is where the world gets it wrong and we get it wrong. But I think what we think is that we have to come to church and we come to God and to do that, we have to be perfect. We have to have all our ducks in a row. We have to have gotten things right. We have to be good. But that's not the case at all. See, it says it here. While we were still sinners, in your darkest moment, Christ died for you. When you didn't care about him, when you weren't bothered about him, when your back was turned for him, he died for you there. So everyone in the world... While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And today, you might not be perfect, well, you won't be perfect. There's not a perfect person in this room. But I want you to know this, that Christ died for you. He loves you. He doesn't come today to condemn you. He comes to get to know you. He wants to invite you into his life. And what does that look like? That looks like saying, look, Jesus, I want to know you. I want to start this journey with you. 